Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, Manhattan Beach Chamber 360, on March 20th, 2020. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. This is the South Bay Show, and that's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles. It's a beautiful place to do just that. The South Bay Show is brought to you by the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce. The Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce has been serving the city of Manhattan Beach for over 60 years, and they are dedicated to promoting a strong local economy by supporting the community, providing valuable business connections, and representing business with government. The Chamber staff is focused on providing its membership with the tools and resources to help businesses grow and thrive within the community. Their goal is to continually support the individual efforts of business as they work to support the growth of the local economy. For more information on how the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce is working with member businesses and the City of Manhattan Beach to support that growth, visit the website at manhattanbeachchamber.com or call 310 545-5313. I'm your host, Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose, that's what we talk about here, even in very difficult times. And joining us today as co-host, the CEO and president of the Manhattan Beach Chamber, Kelly Stroman, and of course with us because of our great partnership with South Bay by Jackie.com and executive producer of the South Bay Show, Jackie Balestra. Hey, Jackie, Kelly, how are you today? Joe, um, we're having the same audio issues as yesterday. I don't know if you can hear me. Uh, Everybody is breaking up something awful. Um, Jackie, it's not it's want... not happening crosswise. I think it's coming from your end. No, no, it's not. It's across the board. I just spoke to Kelly in the green room, and um, she's having the same thing. So uh, yeah, I'm here. I'm it, here, but when I dialed back in, it was immediately glitchy, even before any words were said. Um, so I think it's definitely on the on the blog end. I don't know how it sounds to the yes. It, it, uh, the recording yesterday wasn't as bad as it sounded uh, live. Do you hear me breaking up, Kelly? Yes, but you're, I can hear you, but you are very uh, glitchy and breaking up. I'm, oh, I'm going to bring in okay. our guest. I'm going to bring in guest here and uh, see what they want to do. All right, I'm going to I'm going to bring Lisa and Patrick on the line. This is what we hoped we hoped wouldn't happen. Uh, the sound was great when we all got on the line as soon as the show started. Uh, this is the issue. Uh, Lisa, Patrick, Kelly, you guys you guys make an executive decision here. Shall we go to our plan B oh. and, and do, do, do the tape show? There isn't a source, a particular person's source, then we have to move to Zoom. Patrick, can you hear me uh, without glitching? You. I hear you fine. Jackie is glitchy. Okay. Right. I hear okay. you fine Patrick. too. Patrick. All right. Okay. I will. So, I'll disconnect. I'll disconnect. Well, I'll hold it. Can they hear Kelly without glitching? Patrick. Kelly, Kelly speak. ABC. Can you hear me? Okay. I got you, Kelly. I do too. Okay. So All right. it's, okay. I'm going so to disconnect. I'm going to disconnect. I'll say a few words and. Um, uh, Patrick and oh. Lisa have more than enough to talk about, so right. let, I'll, we can just, I'll say a few things. Now it's better all of a sudden, actually. Cat. Jackie, off the line, it's better all of a sudden. Yep. Um, but but I you're worse now. Things. I'm worse. Okay. Right. Yeah, so, right. you know what? I'm going to jump off the line. Um, Joe, Patrick, and Lisa right. have plenty to talk about. We've done two webinars this week. We'll let you guys just go with this and... Um, you know, know that it's just unprecedented times. So um, I'll, right. I'm going to try to listen maybe and just be quiet. Okay, okay. Um, just as long as you guys uh, hear me directly and uh, without the glitches, then 
Jackie's going to come right back in, and we're going to continue with the show. Uh, We had the same issue yesterday, but, you know, all of the major Internet-based services are having uh, multiple issues. Of course, Netflix uh, is having a great deal of issues in, uh, in on the European continent, and uh, they're going to be making adjustments there and also here in the U.S. So um, it's because of what we're all going through. Everyone being home at the same time on the Internet is not normal. Uh, well, in the interest of continuing the conversation just until uh, – Jackie is able to get back in. Uh, Patrick, uh, Lisa, welcome to the show. Uh, We have a returning guest, Patrick Maloney, and his associate, uh, Lisa Von Eschen, uh, from the Maloney Law Firm. Uh, A resident of Manhattan Beach, Patrick opened his own law practice, the Maloney Firm, in the South Bay in 2012, after practicing for over a decade at a downtown Los Angeles firm. He represents clients in business disputes and has served as legal lead trial counsel in beach, uh, bench and jury trials uh, in state and uh, federal courts and in arbitration. Uh, Lisa Von, is it Eschen? Lisa? Von Eschen, yes. Von Eschen uh, counsels uh, businesses and nonprofit organizations on employment law, compliance issues, including exempt qualifications, leaves of absence, payroll, discipline, grievances, terminations, and reductions in force. Her practice includes advising companies and executives on employment contracts, commission and bonus plans, restrictive covenants, trade secret and confidentiality issues, and severance agreements. The coronavirus pandemic requires employers to address a host of new issues and challenges and this morning we're going to discuss best practices for employers in the age of COVID-19. In addition, uh, free webinars have been offered via Zoom all this week, but if you miss them, you can call in this morning with questions at 714-242- 5288. And I'm going to give out that number again, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to call in live while we're talking, you can call in at 714-242-5288. That's from 8 to 9 uh, today, uh, March 20th. Uh, You can call in and we'd love to have you. Patrick, Lisa, welcome to the program. Good morning. Thank you. So, uh, Patrick, let me start with you. I don't know if uh, you've had a chance to absorb uh, the news of the last 12 hours, but um, as you know, uh, California is now under a stay-at-home uh, order from the governor's office. Um, a, have you have you uh, heard this? And B, does this change any of uh, what you would call best practices for a ter- uh, for employers? Well, yeah, we, un- we unfortunately, we all got the news live last night. Um, right. And then uh, Lisa and myself, my colleague Greg and others, immediately set out to try and wrap our heads around what uh, both the order issued by the L.A. County and the governor meant. Unfortunately, neither is terribly well written and leaves a lot of room for interpretation. Um, but uh, as you noted, we started doing webinars on these topics on Monday. We did a follow-up mm-hmm. webinar on Wednesday or Thursday. Um, the guidance has changed every single time because of adjustments in, in what has been happening. Um, and one, of the, one of the biggest things that, that employers who are now impact, impacted by this uh, will want to know is is the interplay between that government closure and the legislation passed by Congress earlier this week that provides for expanded sick leave and FMLA leave. Um, The sick leave provisions are triggered by government isolation orders. So arguably for folks that can't telework, the mandate coming down from state and county levels now requires many of us, once this new act becomes effective, to pay sick leave 
to our employees. So there's there's a lot happening and a lot of moving pieces. Lisa, yeah. I know that that you are uh, normally uh, you're 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 uh, discussing with employers uh, best practices for uh, issues where there's a there's a party on one side and and the employer and they're trying to resolve these kinds of, of disputes. But this is completely uncharted territory, Lisa. How do you how do you how do you help an employer who may have a business that's shuttered? Uh, yeah, so it's been a crazy week. Um, there, you know, it started these different orders that have come down. As Patrick said, they're very confusing. You know, Orange County seemed to issue one order on Monday night and dialed it back a little bit. And then, you know, the county order came down yesterday just about the same time that the state one did. So for now, it's sort of figuring out with that. I had somebody on the phone last night late saying, well, what do I do? Can, can I have the security guard go? He's there by himself. Is that even allowed? Um, and it, there is guidance from the federal government that allows for certain types of workers to continue to work even under the governor's order, you know, things like health care, food service, security, or IT, that kind of thing to keep things going. Um, but smaller businesses are figuring out, you know, how am I going to, in, in addition to the or, the order that Patrick's talking about, how to, you know, make payroll, um, you know, can they cut hours, can they cut salaries, can they furlough, do they have to still do health care, and then, God forbid, they have to shut down, what happens to the required notices that you have to give, and the governor actually previously this week issued an order saying that the normal 60 days that you have to let people know that you're going to shut down um, has been lifted for this terrible period of time. Right, right. Um, I, 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 I'm I'm 60 years old, Patrick. I consider myself a young man, but uh, never have I been through anything like this before. Um, I guess uh, the U.S. Treasury just put out a word that um, tax filing deadline is going to be pushed back from April to July, I believe. Um, this is uncharted territory, Patrick. What what is going on, and how can it, it specifically for employers um, who may be uh, impacted financially with revenue? How can they uh, continue to operate in an environment like this under normal circumstances? If that's a word these days. Well, th- there is no normal at this point. Um, yeah. I was on another call earlier this morning where folks were were addressing how to deal with issues such as payment of rent for our commercial businesses and what have you, um, and and focusing on things such as um, reaching out to landlords and talking with landlords about some sort of rent abatement or deferral. Um, And that's a topic of discussion that that we began earlier this week when we started thinking about, okay, for a, a large commercial landlord, um, that has a number of struggling small businesses, is it better for them to throw them all out on their ear during this period uh, and then have to start anew with a bunch of vacant units, or is it, it better for them to come to solutions? So that's that's one issue is I think people need to think proactively how they're going to get through this, this stretch. Um, additionally, the government has issued guidance that small business loans to the SBA are going to be available um, we've started looking into that, and it's unclear to me when exactly they do become available, but it appears that you have to have run out of money and um, tried unsuccessfully to get other lines of credit, and you have to have tapped into your current lines of credit, which to me doesn't seem to make a lot of sense because that means you may not be able to find money until it's too late. In other words, after, after you've already run into troubles when you can get the money. But um, that's that's yeah. another avenue. Um, the other the other interesting wrinkle is that now that this uh, order has come down from the state, and that triggers the Sick Pay Leave Act, which it's unclear when that's going to be effective. It was signed a couple days ago. It's supposed to become effective not later than 15 days after signature. Um, but once that becomes effective. Employees who cannot telework and who are required to stay home will be entitled to that sick pay benefit. The sick pay benefit will be funded by a tax credit against your payroll taxes, 
on a quarterly basis. So one of the things that we've been evaluating is is how to use that benefit to keep your employees on payroll in the near term, um, taking advantage of the tax credit and keeping them around so that if this la- if this doesn't last terribly long, the shutdown is, is essentially for 31 days, that those folks will still be available to come back and get your business back up and running. Mm-hmm. Um, but for you know, it's 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 going to be a, a crazy time for all small business owners in particular who are bracing for a cutoff in revenue, sales, what have you, uh, who may mm-hmm. find that their customers are not paying bills. I've heard um, tales of businesses trying to prioritize the vendors that they're going to pay and their service providers that they're going to pay, which means we all may experience a shortage of cash flow. Um, mm-hmm. But, but but very scary times indeed. And, uh, these are the right mm-hmm. questions to be asking and the right things for for people to be thinking about. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you if you are a business owner um, or you are uh, employed by a small business that is going through this um, situation in the South Bay, um, please call in seven one four two four two five two eight eight. That's seven one four. Two four two fifty two eighty eight. If you have specific questions, and we'll try to uh, get your questions answered. So, um, Kelly, you're with us. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I can hear you. Yes. Okay, uh, Kelly. I I I have just can't imagine what uh, the chamber is going through at this point in time, trying to serve their members and give them some kind of, uh, of an access to resources or to facilitate access to resources. Certainly uh, uh, the Maloney firm is a resource, but what do you hear on the ground among business owners in Manhattan Beach? What is happening? Um, well, First of all, it's you know there is no normal. Um, there's I don't even know there's going to be a new normal in this situation. We none of us know how uh, the definition of that is going to play out. <clears throat> I also want to make sure that everybody listening understands that the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce is here at, to serve the entire business community. Um, we have found this week that people are whether they're members or not. Um, they are reaching out to us, looking to us for sound guidance, resources, um, and the latest information. And we are more than happy to provide that. So, uh, in this, in these given times, you know, a lot of the rules go out the door, <laughs> or a lot of the, you know, the, the, what used to be the standard practice is is different. And so, um, we have had people reaching out to us just literally from other cities, we're happy to accommodate. I'm sure every other chamber feels the same way. And whether they're in a nearby city or in our city but not members, it does not matter at this point. We're all in this together, and we're all going to get through it together. And, you know, early on, really at the beginning of last week when things really started to change, we sat down and had an internal, you know, strategy meeting of what is the chamber's role during this time. And our role is to... Be here for the business community. Of course, the residential community is calling us too. That is fine. But our role is to try to, you know, pull together those resources and share accurate information um, in a timely but not in a rushed fashion. So that's kind of like our our our, our new mission statement at the moment during these this kind of crisis time, and we're sticking to it, and it's working. So with that being said, you know, we've done two webinars this week with the Maloney firm. Patrick and his crew have been outstanding, literally bringing the the, the information that has evolved minutes before we've gone live um, to the listeners. Anybody can listen. They're free webinars. Um, We have put together a a couple of e-blasts going out, you know, our e-blasts go out to over 11,000 people in the area. Um, Anybody can get those if they aren't getting them and they want to sign up for them. They can either go on ManhattanBeachChamber.com, scroll down to the very bottom of the page, sign up for our newsletter, or email me directly at Kelly, 
K-E-L-L-Y, at ManhattanBeachSaver.com, and we will add you in. I've had people coming both ways, you know, the, the entire week. So uh, we're working as hard and fast as we can to stay on track for everybody, too. But um, then we also created um, a program this week called Meals to Go, and that's the number two, Meals to Go MB. And Meals to Go MB is featuring every restaurant, caterer, there's a few farmer's market type of vendors um, in mm-hmm. Manhattan Beach. There's also a few nearby. There's a couple Hermosa adjacent and El Segundo adjacent um, where we are trying to, we have a, um, you click on it on our website or we put it on, on social media also. And if you click on it, it will give you an up-to-date list of which restaurants and food service are open for takeout. As we all know, that the takeout, um, you know, restaurants can only do takeout at this point in time, and they're all using safe and best practices. That kind of goes without saying right now. Um, right. But uh, we're updating it a couple times a day. And so if you're wondering where you can do takeout or you can get meals or you can get meals for seniors or, you know, whatever it is, uh, we created Meals to Go MB, and it's been a, a massive resource um, for people this week. So um, ironically enough, yesterday we actually created um, Shop to Go MB, um, featuring some of the shops that were still open, uh, offering anything from books and puzzles, you know, to um, uh, we have the Wasteless Shop up on the north end of Manhattan Beach, which has um, kind of organic sanitizers and other things that can be purchased um, with the current situation and all that's having to kind of stay in place. I'm not sure. We are trying. People can also fill online orders. So um, it's an extraordinary uh, yeah, very difficult time. It's going to continue uh, to be uncharted territory, and um, the more concise and accurate information we can give everybody is the better. I also do want to mention real quick now that um, it sounds like I'm a little bit clearer in transmission for everybody. You know, normally mm-hmm. at the top of the hour, I announce events and what's been happening in Manhattan Beach and, and what's going to be happening over the weekend. And um, the term, obviously, event has been drastically changed. Um, obviously, there's no longer any in-person events, ribbon cuttings, you know, seminar, anything like that. However, we have changed the definition of events in our world and what will be on our newsletter at eBlast going forward to online events and uh, live streaming and webinars. So we are inviting people like the Maloney Firm, people like Yoga Loft, who is doing a virtual class at 8.40 a.m. this morning. We're inviting all those businesses to give us their information. We will also put it under our event section um, so people who are now at home know where to access those online um, resources for exercise or maybe it's a cooking class or maybe whatever it is. Um, we have mm-hmm. simply have redefined the term event. So I just want to make sure everybody has that information, knows it, to keep watching our uh, website and our social media and we'll continue to um, evolve with these mm-hmm. um, crazy, mm-hmm. amazing times. Now, now, Kelly, uh, this this idea just came to me um, between last night planning for potential use of Zoom if the if the Blog Talk Radio did not work for us, and just now when you were speaking, I thought maybe we should have supplemental shows throughout the week. Maybe Friday is not enough because things are literally changing. Uh, by the hour, certainly by the day, every 24 hours. So perhaps we should have uh, a few more shows in the week to communicate with uh, people because they can get this kind of media via their smart speaker, um, you know, Hey Google or um, Siri or Alexa. Um, They can just say, play the South Bay show, and then they can hear the latest uh, announcements. So um, we can we can talk about that uh, separately. But um, were, was that all the uh, announcements that you wanted to make? <laughs> At the moment, yes. Uh, you know, ask me in right. two minutes. It might change. Uh, right. Which is, I know Patrick and Lisa feel the same way. Um, but I just want people to know. I mean, you know, the ground rules were thrown out the door. You know, I feel like this right. week for sure, if not last week. Um, there's, you know, there's 
and I'm not even sure there's new rules yet, but we are, we are, I want everybody to know whether they're in Manhattan Beach or not, whether they're a member or not, we are trying to help and serve any business, you know, um, please continue to communicate with us. Please send us your questions. We're answering them as fast as we can, and we're adapting to the times with, you know, the, the new definition of event being online events and stuff. So um, mm. it's just, I don't want anybody to think, you know, that, um, they're not welcome or that they um, can't access something. We're, um, we, okay. we're trying to keep up with it as fast as we can also. So um, I have a question for you, Patrick. Um, uh, are the courts operational at this time? I mean, in-person meetings are a no-no. So are the, are the courts operational at this time? The courts, for all intents and purposes, except for emergency measures, have shut down. Um, the court, the California's or the Los Angeles County Civil Court system, has been closed for the last three days. They're open again today, but it appears that, in large measure, what they're going to be doing in the very near term is simply issuing orders, moving things off to future dates. Um, mm. Uh, the courts are remaining open for emergency functions and some criminal-related functions because the criminal issues present constitutional right issues um, mm-hmm. and and matters such as domestic violence restraining orders and things like that are still being entertained. Um, mm-hmm. But the type of work that Lisa and I do in the courtroom on a day-to-day basis is, for all intents and purposes, on hold for at least into April. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When, when uh, uh, Kelly first uh, 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 brought the subject of, of your presentation, yours and Lisa's presentation today, she said that you'd already given a, a seminar. Was that that was online, or yeah, was we that did. in person? That no, we online. did webinars online. Um, yeah, we, we we things are moving so fast that that the opportunity to, to find a location and get people to drive over didn't didn't really exist and people are able to upon hearing of a webinar hop on at a moment's notice. So we've we've done those all right. online. Um and Kelly and I traded some messages last night about doing some more in the coming week as as things continue to evolve. Um Right. Right. So so, so you are gonna be doing some more yeah, yeah, we we've just got to find some time to get them scheduled. Um in other words, pinning down when they'll be. Unfortunately, I think we all have a little more time on our hands than we thought. Though I do know that Lisa and I will be fielding calls from our clients asking what to do and how to do it. But uh because the courts are closed, our traditional day-to-day activities are are largely um have largely ground to a halt in that regard. Um but but Lisa and I connected last night, and Lisa was, as she mentioned earlier, giving a lot of guidance on what to do with employees, how to address the furlough issues, and what have you. Um, so there will be we'll be engaged in a lot of advice and counsel work in that regard. Um, but yeah, the, the goal is is as we continue to gain new information, to find ways to disseminate it um, to employers throughout Southern California particularly small and medium-sized employers who may not have as much resources in-house as their larger uh, brethren, mm-hmm. um, because mm-hmm. it, it really is evolving rapidly. And, and no, you know, that's, Lisa can touch on some of the issues that the employers have been facing in making these decisions, um, how to address these issues, because that's what she spent the last two or three days doing. Well, I, yeah, I, I, wonder- I do have a question for Lisa uh, in, in these times. Lisa, you know it's bad when attorneys are concerned about billable hours dropping. That's a disaster. Uh, well, tell us about what you are preparing for uh, for your clients. Well, you know, it depends on the particular business. Um, some are more easily translatable to a work-at-home situation. And that's the good news, but even they have some issues that they're trying to figure out. You know, can all of their workers work at home? And if the people are normally hourly, um, even if there's work for them to do, you know, they need to make sure they're still taking their breaks, they're clocking in and out and complying with California law, all of that. Uh, wage and hour stuff has not yet been suspended. Um, and then for the salaried folks and 
the others. We, you know, if they're requiring new equipment, is that an expensive business that needs to be reimbursed? Um, do they need accommodations to be able to work at home? What about privacy um, and, you know, cyber issues as well? And so um, they're trying to grapple with all of that. And then also, unfortunately, for those workers for whom there isn't work because of the nature of having to stay at home, um, you know, if they might be entitled to sick leave, as Patrick was saying, under the new um, government uh, laws. But there's also the situation where maybe they're they're not working, so they're not paid for a period of time furloughed, or their hours are cut, and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I I just I'm at a loss, Patrick, to know where to go next. I know you have we have a presentation of questions. How, how do you want to uh, proceed with these with these uh, questions? Because they're all important uh, to some situation, but now we have a new situation with the last the events of the last twelve twelve hours. Can I hop in? I want to hop in, uh, Patrick. I don't mean to interrupt yeah, you, but I want to. Please, do, no. I want to because I, I get so many questions on my end, uh, Joe. That I and I've been on both of the webinars with Patrick. Um, I think one of the things that would be really uh, poignant to talk about this morning, based on the current situation that has come up several times, um, is there are people still going to work. You know, we have our grocery workers, our medical um, practitioners. We have you know, restaurants who are still doing to-go food. A lot of restaurants are doing uh, takeout meals and feeding um, the medical community. You know, downtown Manhattan Beach has a whole program. Um, basically, you buy a meal and then the meal is donated. And they're taking meals over to Torrance Memorial and doing other things for the staff. So people are still, you know, there's still plenty of um, Industries, the types of businesses that are, you know, that are still in the workplace. So, one of the big questions from early on this week was, am I liable for um, a safe working environment? You know, if my employees, whatever type of business it is, are still coming to work um, and working for whatever reason in whatever function, um, am I putting them in a unhealthy environment? Am I liable for that? So, Patrick, I know we, <clears throat> you have a lot of information on that. Can you? kind of address that angle first? Yeah, well, the cardinal rule number one is nobody should be coming to work uh, sick or exhibiting symptoms, uh, what have you, and and those who do come to work need to continue to exhibit best uh, practices, um, whether it's coughs or sneezes, uh, uh, hand washing, um, temperature checks, um, there's some there's some loosening of the traditional rules when there's been a pandemic declared as there is now um, that allow us greater latitude um, to send people home if they exhibit symptoms and what have you. Um, and I think it's you know most importantly it's incumbent on everybody at this time I, from my perspective um, to really ensure that they're understanding why we're in this lockdown situation and what it means. And the, and the goal of it is is to prohibit the spread. And so if we've got people who are ill continuing to come into the workplace, that's going to simply defeat what we're all hoping will be accomplished while we're, we're supposed to be spending our days at home over the next 31 days. Um, you know, and so that, that that's really – you know, from my perspective, the biggest concern where where employers are gathering information from their employees to screen folks and make sure that people aren't coming into the workplace ill. That's all going to be private information that needs to maintain private. Shouldn't be shared with other employees, um, and should be treated private, just like any other medical information. But it it, it creates a host of. Um, questions that are almost become case-by-case basis type questions. Um, there's there's a gamut of them that need to be thought about. Yeah, and right. I think what's important here is for everybody, you know, Joe, for people to realize that privacy in the workplace or your neighbor or the person that you saw at church a week ago, whatever, is, is paramount. And, you know, everybody 
has the right to their privacy, and it is not any one individual's um, role or job to announce um, who is sick or who might have a problem or anything. I think, you know, I, I, I say to people, we've got to stay in our lane. And as much as we want to share information and you want to go, oh, you know, somebody wants to, I heard so-and-so is sick or they were around the person's brother's uncle who was sick. And, oh, my gosh, that's, you know, that that creates panic um, because it's not always necessarily factual information. So, you know, focus on yourself, focus on your family, focus on whatever, your workplace, your employees, and, um you know, focus your energies on those people and protecting them and doing the right thing, staying home, using best practices and, and all of that, and not trying to jump to uh, assume or accuse or put something on social media. I mean, we've been very careful this week with not feeling, getting caught up in that fever pace of having to post something on social media. I mean, that is, I think, more harmful than not. You know, so, um, but to Patrick's point, we had discussed this earlier in the week too. If you are receiving information at your workplace or if you're doing temperature checks, you know, with like a thermal thermometer, which you can do, um, or even if people are filling out any type document or web to, yeah, to make sure that information is protected, it's not shared, and then ultimately, right, Patrick, it's destroyed or shredded or deleted or something at some point because that becomes kind of a HIPAA issue, correct? Yeah, it can. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, we have to – we all have to kind of take a moment and kind of pause sometimes and look at our own practices, you know, in, in the workplace and in, in what we're doing. Um, I, mean, I know I can tell you uh, what was most important for us at the chamber this week is, you know, we, we kept our doors open until I think it was um, Tuesday or when uh, it was I think Wednesday morning is when we decided to keep the door locked. We were inside, but we kept it locked. And there was a sign Mm -hmm. on the outside saying, we are here, we're we're here to serve you. Um, Please call or email us at this number. Because we had people coming in on Monday when, you know, a lot of the news was hitting frantic. And then on Tuesday morning, we had people coming in to use our charger, to use our phones to, can they make a copy? Mm. <laughs> can they? And mm. we were like, it, it, it was, and it, it, it was very uncomfortable. And so as, you know, right. as the president CEO of the chamber, I have an employee there and we had another, we had a bookkeeper in one of the days too. And I had to say, okay, you know, this is no longer um, uh, perhaps comfortable or safe, yeah. and it's, it's inter- yeah. interrupting the productivity of our work. And so, you know, we made the choice the next morning uh, to, you know, lock the door. We're working our tails off. You know, we actually got a lot more work right. done. <laughs> but um, we yeah. were there. But, you know, I had to listen to not only just myself, but, you know, I could see, right. you know, my the other employee. And, and it's important to consider that. And, you know, there's, like we said, there's uh, the rule book has really changed. And if there isn't a hard, fast rule, you have to listen and think and pay attention. And it was very clear to me that, okay, you know what, we're coming to the office tomorrow, but we're shutting the door. And we are not going, right. you know, right. to be accepting kind of the, the public, you know, in. So that's okay to do. And um, you have to take care of yourself and your, in this case, your staff and employees. Um, and you have to make those decisions, you know, in a sound fashion. And you kind of know by information and perhaps the look on people's faces, too, and how they're acting, you know, what's important. Right. I just – I want to make sure – um, um, taking notes uh, from what you said earlier, Kelly, that uh, anyone involved with uh, the healthcare industry, anyone involved in our local hospitals um, here in Southern California in the South Bay, if you know that uh, workers are struggling with meals, getting meals, lunch, and whatever, please. Uh, contact us um, and you you had a, a what's the meals to go MB is that a website or what 
Uh, Meals to Go MB, as in Manhattan Beach, is a program that we are offering. You can find the information on our website banner if you go to manhattanbeachchamber.com. There'll be, like, you know, on the homepage, there's sliders that pop up, um, and you will see the Meals to Go program. Um, you first, you'll, you, the first slider says we have resources, and if you click on that slider, um, it takes you to, um, at this point in time, how to apply uh, for the Small Business Association loans that are being made yeah. available um, due to this, quote, disaster and crisis. Uh, the Small Business Administration, SBA.gov, um, has a whole different uh, loan program available with different triggers and different thresholds of qualification um, uh, that small businesses can apply for. If you're questioning whether or not you are a, quote, small business, there is um, – uh, a portal within the sba.gov website that helps you define uh, your level of small business. And I want, um, I know we're deviating just a little bit here, but this is important. Um, people should know that with sba.gov, uh, they're able to offer different products than maybe a bank or somebody else would be able to offer. Um, I yes. also want people to know that the first payment on these loans um, can be deferred up to 12 months. The, the loan will start accruing interest when the first um, disbursement, you know, goes out, um, but you can delay your payment for 12 months. So um, they recognize that these are extraordinary times, and there are different loans for right. small business versus nonprofits. Um, but, you know, all that qualification is again on SBA. Um, but our, so that's our first slider on our website, and then the mm-hmm. second slider after that is Meals to Go MB, and if you click on that, it takes you to manhattanbeachchamber.com backslash meal to, the number, meal to go, and it has a list of restaurants um, that are on there that are currently doing um, takeout orders or delivery, um, hmm. you know, it, and it's a mixed bag. Um, they're all doing takeout. Some do their own delivery. Some are using like DoorDash or Grubhub or whatever. Um, and right. we did not right. put, we don't have the time and the resources to put all that information on there. Um, we're mm. asking you to go, okay, um, let's see, whatever. Um, the kettle is on this list. Okay, I'm going to call the kettle and find out what their current program is um, because we're all moving at the speed of light here. So the names and their vague location of where they are, like downtown, North End, uh, Rosecrans, whatever, uh, is on our website. And um, as time permits, we will expand that program. But that um, that is on the website. And then... Uh, let's just see if we got anything else up overnight. Yes, the third one is Shop to Go MB. That one is a little scarce right now. It only has a few shops on there. People who are taking mm-hmm. online orders, um, you can do curbside pickup. Sometimes you can go up to the door. You'll find people who are open will have maybe a chair or a table or a you know ribbon. Um, their door's open, but it's just a sign saying please don't come in. We'll hand it to you type of thing. Um, out of abundance precaution. And again, we encourage people only that need um, services. So maybe you're purchasing um, again, you know, household items or. I know, uh, I'm not sure how necessary it is, maybe for mental health it is, but uh, books and mm-hmm. puzzles and things of those nature have been selling, you know, like hotcakes because uh, people are at home right. and, and some of it's educational right. stuff too. We're all trying to figure this out. So, um, you know, again, we're going to continue to update our website a couple times a day. Um, if anybody wants to um, be listed, just please um, email um, us, you know, kelly at um, info at or you know and we'll get the information up on the site um, but uh, and then the, the minute we get the next I'm sorry the minute we get the next webinar with the Maloney firm um, booked and planned that will go back up on our site we had a banner um, that had the uh, webinar information that will go back up on there with the new date and we'll just continue to do that so um, yeah I had a question yesterday from somebody who uh, deviates a little bit from the business world but um, you know with the senior population um, each I know Manhattan Beach and I'm sure the other cities are doing the same thing along often with the Beach Cities Health District are coordinating the senior um, delivery and uh, resources and um, with all the 
city facilities being shut down last Friday, that shut down, you know, the senior center. Now all the parks are shut down. Um, and obviously with seniors being the highest risk group have been encouraged to stay at home, you know, definitely shelter right. in place and um, right. which leaves them cut off a little bit. So um, there's a, you know, there's phone numbers and they, I will pull them up in a second. I have to um, get my hands on that, but there's numbers that they can call to um, kind of register themselves as needing help with food and resources. Um, if, okay. um, if an uh, elderly you know, person or anybody for that matter does not have um, a cell phone or internet, um, uh, there's, there's several that don't, um, then we encourage, and in most cases, a lot of them will have a neighbor who is helping them out, and that neighbor can communicate right. information to them. There's, there's no paper copies yet of anything going out. That's just not, um, I don't think, possible at this point in time. But um, everybody right. is, you know, is concerned about the senior population and making sure uh, that certainly they're not left behind by any means, but then um, perhaps the ones that aren't as verbal or maybe they weren't going to the senior center or maybe they weren't taking advantage of senior meals but are now really cut off, um, making sure that we find out who they are and get to them too. Right. Well, uh, I, I guess my role in this, in this world and this time is communication. I, I love the role that the Manhattan Beach Chamber is uh, taking on, and I think it's critical. There's government, and then there's there's the the access to resources that people need, and the the chamber updating their website every day. Um, potentially, um, we can uh, get you uh, on the airwaves every day or, or more often, Kelly, so that you can speak to people and they can depend on this as a resource for local information. Um, we're going we're gonna to do all that we can. When, and, and I'll give you a, a few moments if you want to uh, look for those uh, phone numbers and everything, I'll give you a few moments mm -hmm. to do that. I want to uh, just say, Patrick, uh, when, when uh, you can think about this, is there a a, uh, a a point at which Patrick, you would say? I know you have a range of clients. You you uh, were very instrumental in getting me started as a as a uh, as a uh, urban farmer when you formed the corporation for uh, Mike Garcia and myself, Mike Microgreens LA, uh, microgreensla.com, but. When you think of your range of clients, uh, Patrick, what, 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 put them in buckets for us, and, and those buckets are, you know, uh, medium risk, high risk, I don't know what they're going to do. Tell me about that, Patrick. Well, I've got uh, a client who does logistics work for Kroger. Um, given that I keep seeing that Ralph's is hiring and things like that or um to 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 keep up with the the supply shortage in the supermarkets i think they're probably going to do very well through this phase but um you know there's there's other ranges of businesses from the very small um uh, who are just trying to get off the ground and 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 what have you and and they um they may face their own challenges um you know, we represented local several local restaurants, um, and they're struggling to figure out how to adapt, um, to figure out whether or not they can they can keep the lights on, whether the opportunity to sell uh, food on the pickup and to go basis is going to work, uh, um, and allow them to to manage and go forward. Um, I think many uh, of these businesses are going to be challenged because they're going to have to let folks stay at home. Um, if and when they do get to reopen, are those, is that workforce still going to be available to them, or are they going to have to start over from scratch? Um, so it's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's a really interesting time. And I, you know, Lisa probably could add some insight as well. She represents a lot of nonprofits, and, and they're going to face their own sets of issues during this phase, um, as well as some really large entities that will have no problem getting through. But I, you know, be interesting to hear Lisa's thoughts as well. Yeah, I mean, certainly you know, those who can continue to work from home or have jobs that can be done that way are in a little bit of a different boat or like some 
clients that have that are in media or entertainment. I mean, everyone in the world <laughs> is on their laptops and, and, you know, using viewing content and, you know, doing everything remotely. So those sorts of people are busier than usual, but for the most part, everybody's feeling the effects of of this. Hmm. When when it comes to media and entertainment, Lisa, um, we are in Southern California. I mean, this is Hollywood, you know, in the large and in, in conceptually, this is Hollywood. Hollywood is shut down. You can't you can't have a a studio job, a, a, a union job with two hundred people on set anywhere in Southern California. This is this is crazy. This is un unbelievable. Yeah, and I had heard um that like the movies that have opened, you know, things like that, some of these studios are just gonna take such a hit from the poor timing of things that were in huge projects that happened to fall to open during this period of time. It's gonna be a mm. recovery for mm. a really long time. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. It is, it is. When uh, we think of what we can offer um, in terms of resources, what's, what's next, Lisa? What, what can we tell people? These are the places that you can go for various kinds of information. Where, where, do, we, where, where do we refer people? Well, as far as, you know, em- Employment matters, for example, we're trying and we're putting together additional resources we're planning to have on our firm's website because I've just swamped with questions of people saying, okay, well, now everything's changed. We've got this order that we have to stay at home. We don't have enough work for everybody at home. Can we cut hours to half time? Is that a better way to do it? You know, that kind of thing. Um, And then cities and People like the the chamber are also making those kinds of resources available. Um, Thank goodness for the Internet. Mm. I don't know what would have happened if this had been, you know, 20 years ago. Isn't that the truth, mm. though? Um, even, you know, even, gosh, I mean, being able to have your phone, yeah, the different devices, right? You know, a mobile phone, an iPad, your computers, there's um, you know, even, well, you know, Facebook, Instagram, there's so many different ways now um, to disseminate the information and whether you're, on the go or in between office or whatever it is, there's there's ways to help. Um, I am, uh, Joe, I do have the senior information. Um, yes, yes. I, I want to share that. And um, as yes. I were doing this, I was texting my, you know, uh, Carolina, my our assistant in our office, um, director of communications. She's going to be making a web banner um, slide on our homepage that will have um, older adult, older adults, you know, um, assistance. Um, so it's easily clickable over to the city website. But if you go on to um, city MB, as in Manhattan Beach, cityMB.info, you will see um, uh, a series of choices and and one is um, the older adult program and if you click on that you will see then all the the resources there are grocery stores um, I think you, maybe you've heard that are offering um, senior hours you know like uh, 7 to 8 a.m. Yeah. or 8 to 9 a.m. for shopping although um, I do want to caution you know again a lot of those um, stores have offered that um, those special programs, um, and some seniors are taking advantage of it. But at this point in time, um, the CDC and the California uh, state websites and Governor Newsom have made it very clear that the best practices is for particularly the seniors not to go out and even take advantage of those senior hours, um, you know, let alone um, younger adults. But they they are very appreciative of, um, and this comes from the LA County Department of Health too, um, of everybody creating those senior hours at certain places. But they also um, they do not want people and seniors, particularly you know, racing out to take advantage of them. So that's your individual choice, and if you choose to do it, that is your choice. And they do exist. I know Mother's Market. I know Gelson's. I know Grow has those senior hours. Um, I have not heard yet of. Um, 
a few of the other local grocery stores, but they, they do exist. So you can go on the City of Manhattan Beach website. Um, there is um, a large banner that pops up that says coronavirus, you know, update information. The first little round tab says COVID-19. You click on that and it goes to coronavirus. And then if you it just scroll down a teeny bit, it says senior assistance. You, again, click on that and it takes you um, to the resource page. I'm going to announce the, for the city of Manhattan Beach the older adult hotline that people can call in um, with information. And that hotline number is 310-802-5010. Again, the older adult hotline for the city of Manhattan Beach is 310 802-5010. You call that. Um, there are people, you know, waiting to help out and um, and get get the seniors what they need, or to find out that they are one that do not have help and they need to be on a list of people to be, you know, checked on and and food. Um, there are several right. different groups. I know that the Manhattan Beach Rotary Club is one of them. Uh, Beach State's Health District, as I as I mentioned, um, there's several groups that have activated to help um, get, get medication, get you know, food to these people, whatever it is. So hmm. again, one more hmm. time, three one zero eight zero two five zero one zero, the older adult hotline in Manhattan Beach. Okay. Okay. Um, there are there are these efforts that we're making now to get information out there to people. People can share this with your neighbors and friends. You can call uh, a friend or a neighbor anywhere uh, and just tell them um, to ask Siri or uh, Google or. Uh, Alexa to play the South Bay show and you'll get the last show. Um, um, so uh, you can do that for anyone that you know, uh, if you are just listening or if someone sent this to you and you don't know how to access it, uh, you can access it that way through a smart speaker system. And um, so um, yeah. I'm sorry, Jeff. I, I want to announce the Beach City's Health District um, line also, since not all of our listeners are in Manhattan Beach. Um, Beach City's Health District has a hotline um, that is running Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at this point in time. Um, the phone number for the Beach City's Health District hotline for the older adult, commu- older adult community is 310-374-3426, extension 256. I'll repeat it one more time. 310-374-3426, extension 256. They're also encouraging email communication, if that works best for someone else. That email is communications, with a plural, communications, with an S, at bchd.org, which obviously stands for beachcitieshealthdistrict.org. So communications with an S, at bchd.org. So, uh, uh, Lisa, what what would be what would you say your your final thoughts for people out there that? Well, first of all, uh, certainly give them your contact information, Lisa, so they can get in touch with you if they have questions or concerns as employers. And then, what would you what would be your final thoughts for them? Uh, well, so contact information, uh, telephone, 310-347-4603. That's my direct line. Our firm's number is 310-540-1505. Um, and um, my, or by email, lvoneshen, V-O-N-E-S-C-H-E-N, at maloneyfirm.com. And Patrick's would be P. Maloney at the same ending point. Um, I mean, I just think people, I, I, final thoughts would be everyone should really try to heed this, not go out if, if, you're, if it's gray and, you, you know, you're not sure if it's an essential function. Businesses are really being told to um, 
not have their employees in. I think they really want to heed that. People weren't realizing how fast this was going to take off. And, you know, we'll we'll get through this if we if we stay home. And with the ability to do work remotely, I think a lot of businesses can maybe dig in and think about things like planning for once this subsides, you know, put together um, plans for things that are going to take place in the fall or do um, work on things that your clients might need in the future, um, that type mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and Patrick, uh, what would be some of your final thoughts on, on how people can uh, weather the storm and, uh, and what y- your best practices would be for them to find, you know, information for the next step for a business owner? Well, I think the first thing to realize is the sun came up this morning, and it's going to come up mm. tomorrow morning. Um, these measures that were put in were pretty drastic. Uh, they're for 31 days in duration from the 19th through the 19th of the following month. And my, my hope is that that, that that time period of forcing all of us to stay at home is enough to really slow and perhaps stop the spread of this virus and that we'll be able to get back to normal. And if we can all start thinking about what that looks like and how we're going to adapt to whatever that is um, and be ready to go and get the the country's economic engine back up and roaring when the time comes, that's going to be of Mm -hmm. grave importance. Mm And, you know, Mm -hmm. during the last week, we've made a point of ordering in lunch from the local businesses to try and, and do our part in that regard um, crazy times, lots of the things that we're, we're going to issues and questions we're going to have to answer for the first time ever. Um, mm-hmm. We're trying to provide resources through our firm website. Um, there's a variety of good resources. Kelly mentioned several of them. Um, mm. uh, but but before anybody makes dramatic decisions, I think they need to really make a, a conscious effort to to look at the available information. Remember that just like you shouldn't Google to try and diagnose your medical conditions. Some of these legal issues are a little more complicated than Google can answer, um, mm. uh, you know, particularly as concerns employment and what have you. And, and we're here to help in any way we can. Now, um, you, you, you spoke briefly, uh, Patrick, about um, the, there are certain sectors of the economy that are booming. Booming, booming, booming. I mean, uh, there's there's uh, certain uh, employment like uh, uh, gig uh, websites that are experiencing the highest uh, uh, you know traffic that, that they've ever experienced, and and uh, other things like that. Uh, grocery stores are booming. Uh, DoorDash, uh, Postmates, uh, Uber Eats are all. Um, uh, uh, you know, in contact with some drivers, uh, they're they're making uh, hundreds and hundreds of dollars a day when when it used to be uh, uh, very limited. Now, uh, talk about business opportunities. Have you run across any uh, of your clients that are that are doing extremely well during these times? What what kinds of uh, opportunities are there out there? Well, I, I think you just tapped on a bunch of those opportunities and. The folks that are busy right now, fortunately, I haven't had to spend much time talking to, and, and I don't know that they've had it because they are so busy. Um, right. But, uh, you know, to the extent that we can keep keep those businesses operating, I think it's very, very helpful. I think one of the biggest mm-hmm. issues we face is that, that the, ec- the economic system will seize up such that there's not money moving around from, uh, you know, customer to client to that client's customer and, and on and on and on. Um, mm. So to the extent the extent that we can keep things happening where people are earning money to be able to buy groceries uh, and spend it on other places and keep things moving, that's going to be really, really important. Um, you know, it's I've read a lot of Internet posts that suggest, you know, great times of great crisis are also times of great innovation. And, um, you know, you see Zoom, for example, skyrocketing and, and everybody's using right. it. And so there's opportunities for people that are willing to open their minds and be innovators to, to come up and find solutions for the problems we're facing. Um, right. But, yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, this has been uh, extremely uh, uh, 
action-packed, uh, information-packed show, <laughs> Kelly. Uh, uh, thank you so much for this. We'll we'll talk soon about about providing more opportunities for communication of the chamber with their members live, and and uh, we'll see if we can get that rolling. And uh, Patrick Maloney, uh, Lisa Von Eschen, thank you so much for joining us today. Her pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Joe. Um, thank you, you guys. for offering the service. We're happy to be here. I I think we should. I think uh, this is certainly a time for more communication, and we'll, we'll talk about that soon. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Stay safe. Uh, this is shelter in place as best you can. Um, we, we wish you all the best, and uh, if you have any questions, just contact the chamber. They will have a, 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 they will be a clearinghouse for resources for you. Um, stay safe and uh, have a great weekend. We'll see you uh, next week. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks, Mike.